Hello, everyone, and welcome to Call Your Hits, a Stormriders Airsoft podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, Pat and I are going to talk about a piece of kit that didn't really exist when we first started playing Airsoft, but made a massive difference once we were able to get our hands on them. We're talking about reusable Airsoft grenades. Back in 2006, coming from paintball, I had experienced the potential benefit of having a deployable device to help clear out rooms, and I was actually pretty disappointed that there wasn't really any option like that in Airsoft. It's kind of a bummer coming from paintball to what is sort of ostensibly the more realistic of the two and finding, you know, there are no grenades when you have had them in paintball. Yeah, and we had people who had tried making their own. Uh, They were largely pyro-based. They were pretty unsafe. That's if they even worked to begin with. So fundamentally, there wasn't any commercially available, reloadable, and safe airsoft grenades. As it turns out, being on fire is actually not as fun as it's cracked up to be. (laughs) Yeah, and it bears mentioning that having a product that is safe to use every single time is very important. Even today, you can still find pyrotechnic airsoft grenades, and we don't use them because we don't consider them to be safe. If one goes off in your hand, for instance, that could injure you pretty severely. So we put a lot of emphasis on making sure that the stuff we use is safe. And I mean, we play in Canada, uh, where importing the things is essentially illegal, so that also plays a role. It's possible that there are some comparatively safe ones out there that we haven't experienced, but we can't buy them. So going back to 2006, there are no such grenades for Airsoft, and we just have to make do without them. Then, in late 2007, a user by the name of Mad Max on the Airsoft Canada forums stated he was developing his own grenade that would be safe and reusable. So... Mad Max, also known as Carl Chung, was the developer of the Airsoft Innovations propane adapter. So he had a really good reputation as a a maker of Airsoft devices. And so you can imagine when he came out and was like, hey, I'm going to have a reusable grenade you can buy in like, you know, a year or so. The hype was immense. (laughs) And that grenade would actually eventually turn out to be the Airsoft Innovations Tornado Grenade, the Tornado One. We'll have more of a discussion on that next week because we are very fortunate to have Carl Chung joining us on our show to talk about the development of the Tornado, the lessons learned, the new products that they've developed and sort of what's, what's in it for them in the future. But for today, we want to focus on why we feel grenades are such an important piece of kit for us. Other than my love of uh, things that go boom. Before we go into the discussion, you often hear the expression force multiplier thrown around in the real steel firearm circle, often in the context of someone becoming a force multiplier. In its true sense, though, a force multiplier is anything that allows an individual or a unit to accomplish more than they could without it. And in that sense, grenades absolutely fit the bill. You might not always need them, but when you do, there is no substitute. So let's start with the obvious scenario where grenades become critical, and that is room clearing. Room clearing is never going to be a 100% safe endeavor. I mean... People who actually, you know, have to do this sort of thing for a living, right? They train this eight hours a day. It is punishingly intensive training. They have way more assets uh, to deploy than an airsoft team will ever have. They're way better than we will be at room clearing. And it's still not 100% safe by a long shot. Absolutely. And the flip of that is without grenades, 
room clearing is something that you definitely want to do as little of as possible. In fact, I believe last year we did a video on room clearing in Airsoft, and one of the things that we say, and I still maintain, is that if there is a room where there is an enemy and they know you are outside of the door and you don't have a grenade, you should not enter that room in any way. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Absolutely, because if they know you're out there, they are waiting for you to come in. They will always have the drop on you and your odds of success are as close to zero as they can realistically be. So if you really think about grenades, they're, it's one of those pieces of kit that if you don't have it, you will miss it. So by contrast, I very, very seldom, probably never am on the airsoft field and think to myself, man, I wish I had an LMG right now. I wish I had a machine gun to give me more suppressive fire. That never crosses my mind. Even, like, we've talked about this a bit before, but even when we're gaming with handguns, you know, like, if I'm gaming here and it's December and it's, you know, minus two degrees out, I might not even bother to gas my handgun up. I'm just going to carry it because I like, you know, the look of it and the feel of having it on me. It's not going to be effective. It runs on propane. It just, it will not work in those conditions. I absolutely will gas up my grenade 100% of the time I'm on the field because even if it deploys a little later than I want it to, it's still such a hugely important piece of my kit to have when I need it. Absolutely. So there, there really isn't any substitute for a grenade. When you're standing outside of a door trying to go inside a building to clear it, the first thing that needs to go through that door aside from you is a grenade, especially if you know there's somebody in there. <laughs> and if you've got two, not a bad idea. Absolutely. But even with a grenade, I mean, it's not necessarily certain you're going to hit everybody in that room and so on and so forth. But the point is, it is a tool that allows you to do things that otherwise would basically be impossible. And like I said before, if there's an enemy in that room and I know that they know I'm outside, I'm not going in there without a grenade. It's just not going to happen. So the point of that is by having that grenade, it allows me to do things that otherwise I would not be able to do. And therefore, it is a force multiplier in that sense. I mean, yeah, if you toss a grenade into a room where there's a guy waiting for you, even if he doesn't get hit by anything from the grenade, you're forcing him to move, you're forcing him to react, you're forcing him to do something other than stand there pointing his rifle at the door waiting to shoot you. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll get into it a little bit later, but, you know, it's not just about room clearing. There's a lot of different applications that you can use grenades for, especially depending on the type of grenade. But suffice it to say that if you don't have a grenade, there are simply certain things that you will not be able to do with a high degree of success. And room clearing is one of those things. So if you play on a field that has buildings, and I would assume that many, if not all, airsoft fields have at least some form of building on them. I mean, it's something we uh, we go out of the way to look for, I think, because you do feel like a badass trying to clear a room, even if you're not always necessarily successful. Absolutely. But if you've got those buildings on your field, you absolutely should be carrying reusable grenades that you can use to take out any enemies that are potentially staying inside. For sure. And it's... Uh... We've talked before, and certainly we talk a bunch on YouTube, about trying to, you know, maintain kit for your team. This isn't important as everyone having a rifle and everyone having comms, but, man, get your team to get their act together and everyone carrying a grenade is really useful because that way if you're moving, you know, four-man, five-man, six-man fire teams and you need to clear a couple of buildings, you have enough material to do that with. Absolutely. And, you know, if you do have a team of players, it's worth doing a group order. I mean, something we've done in the past where we've, you know, uh, at the time the, the tornado uh, impact was the big one and we did a group order for, I don't know, like a dozen of them to make sure that everyone had at least one, if not two, and that we could pass them around if necessary on, you know, on game day. They were really great about tossing in some extra spare parts for us, you know, extra pins, extra timing pieces, uh, which has been really useful as well for maintenance. Mm -hmm. 
that was our experience with Airsoft Innovations in particular. Nowadays, there is multiple different manufacturers of reusable Airsoft grenades, uh, of which we don't really have experience with because we're still using our tornadoes, which are working just fine. The things are indestructible, which is definitely a huge benefit. Um, Absolutely. You know, we have tossed them 20 feet into a piece of concrete to ricochet them into a window. So that being said, you know, there's a lot of different makes and manufacturers out there. But the bottom line is... For our money, they are an essential piece of kit. Now, largely there are two form factors of grenades available out there, either timer grenades or impact grenades. With timer grenades, sometimes uh, you can set the timer to a particular length, but bottom line, when you pull the pin, the grenade will go off after a certain amount of time has elapsed. Depending on the make and manufacturer, that is more or less reliable. But bottom line, this is the kind of grenade that you can throw into a room, and then a few seconds later, depending on your throw, uh, the grenade will go off. Contrast that to an impact grenade, which once you've removed the pin, as soon as the grenade actually hits a hard surface or a rigid surface, let's say, the mechanics inside get shuffled out of place and the grenade goes off. With impact grenades in particular, some people have said that, well, if you throw them in grass, sometimes they don't go off. And we have experienced some of that stuff, but more often than not, the impact grenades will go off. And I think the number of times that I've had actually a dud uh, impact grenade is single digit percentage points at this point. Absolutely. And I mean, I feel like I want to note just because I feel like I have to defend the grenade that I use all the time. Uh, if you're finding, oh, you know, it doesn't go off when I toss it in the grass, just arc it so that it curves up a little more and it almost certainly will. It's it's just an amount of kinetic value it needs when it touches down. So they work differently. And as a result, there are things that you're going to be able to do with one that you're not going to be able to do with another. So for example, if you have an impact grenade, you absolutely cannot bank it on a wall into uh, into a building, right? As soon as it hits that wall, it's going to go off. So this is a very good type of grenade for using in rooms, right? You want the grenade to go off as soon as it hits and to give the, your opponents the least amount of time to react to try and get to cover, right? And so with the impact grenades, as soon as it hits, it goes off and you're maximizing your chances of hitting everybody in that room. Whereas if you're outside and you've got sort of more range to be tossing the grenade or you're concerned about being able to sort of ear burst it so that it hits someone behind cover, the timer grenades can be really, really effective tools. I would argue so much so that often it's worthwhile carrying both. Uh, for a long while, I did carry both. I don't currently, uh, and honestly, after uh, after recording our video with the Airsoft Innovations guys, I'm very soon going to have another timer in the mail. There's various different scenarios that you can use those grenades in. I think and Pat just mentioned one that I think is really cool, which is the air burst, right? So if you have an impact grenade, you obviously can't have it trigger over people, right? Or at a particular point. And this is a very good tool to have if you're dealing with enemies who are in cover. They're entrenched behind, you know, a piece of, I don't know, they're, they're entrenched behind a piece of cover and you just can't flush them out. You right? may have noticed as you play on your soft fields, the surprising proliferation of chest high walls. And I think fundamentally, the reason that grenades have changed the airsoft game is that it really impedes the creation of those bottlenecks, right? If you have three people behind a piece of solid cover that you simply cannot get BBs through, they can hold that area for basically forever because they are responding to you constantly and you they're very well protected. I mean, when we play village defense games, once we get set up, it is very, very hard to dislodge us because we're using cover effectively. And the other enemies always have to expose themselves in order to engage us. Now, without a grenade to dislodge people from cover, it becomes very, very difficult 
to get any sort of traction in those types of situations. And if your field situation uh, or the game type you're playing in particular doesn't allow for you to push out and flank wide in any way, you're essentially at this sort of stalemate where random chance of hitting one of those guys is the only thing that's going to push you forward if you don't have something to remove them. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of other scenarios that grenades have been useful to us in the past. Sometimes people show up to the field with a riot shield and you can throw the grenade behind them uh, to make sure that you can hit them because otherwise the riot shield is a piece of Lexan. You're not, put, not putting a BB through it, right? Yeah, we, uh, we, it is frowned upon to build airsoft rifles that shoot through uh, but Lexan riot shields. Uh, yeah, totally. You know. <laughs> so there's a lot to be said about having a tool that you can use on the field that shoots BBs from a place that you are actually not standing, right? Behind people, around a corner, in a room, over a brim. There's a variety of different applications for grenades. And frankly, as we've said before, there is no substitute. There is nothing else in our arsenal of weapons, etc., that can achieve the same result as a timer grenade that's timed correctly, thrown over a piece of cover so it goes off in the air, yep. right? I mean, you can get other area saturation tools for airsoft. Uh, we've talked before about my uh, my love affair with 203 launchers for airsoft, but at the end of the day, I don't carry a 203 launcher anymore because it doesn't provide me with really any assets that my rifle can't. I do carry a grenade because I use it every single time I play. Often, I use it several times over the course of the day. And to add on to that, like... They're not very expensive. My Tornado Impact Grenade, I think I paid like $80 Canadian for it at the time when we bought them, which was six years ago. Yep. So if you do some math, that's less than like $13 a year. Plus, the propane you're running them on is virtually free. And I think the last time I bought gas, I bought two can, two Coleman cans for like $8 Canadian. So that was trivial. And uh, they're one of the few things in Airsoft where uh, you can use, you know, El Cheapo Walmart BBs mixed with like the BBs you dropped on the floor when you were loading mags. They're not going to damage the grenade where they would damage the barrel in an Airsoft gun. So your ammo is extremely cheap. Uh, we often refer to, you know, the sort of bag of nonsense that we feel feed our uh, grenades off of as Malord's finest, cheapest BBs. Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at the cost of it compared to a lot of the other costs that we incur playing Airsoft, and especially when you compare it to all kinds of other useless crap that you might buy because it looks cool, the bottom line is they're very inexpensive for what you're for the use that you're going to get out of it, and especially they're very inexpensive for the function that you're going to get out of it. Absolutely. And I, I feel the need to stress, you know, like, they're indestructible, at least the ones we have. You know, we've beaten them up. We have not lubed them often enough. And they keep working flawlessly. I mean, you know, they do get annoyed with you after a while if you don't lube them enough, but it's very easy to do. So they're very inexpensive. They're very easy to maintain, um, especially the, the impact tornadoes are exceedingly easy to maintain. Uh, every couple of throws, I just lube up the, the actual chamber and it's basically good to go, right? Yeah, I think, honestly, uh, I've spent more money on lipo batteries in the last six years than I have on my grenade. When you think about it, for what you're getting for your money is the ability to do things on the field that normally you would not be able to do without them, right? Bottom line for, and it's not to say that this is sort of pay to win or whatever, but for like a hundred bucks Canadian, you can have the ability to actually clear rooms out without exposing yourself to fire, so making you more effective. And without it, you have saved a hundred dollars, but you're not really able to do that safely and effectively every single game. 
Yeah, it definitely isn't pay to win. Um, I mean, we've practiced with them, right? It takes a while to figure out how to throw your timed grenade or even really how to throw your impact effectively, right? Uh, you do want to know how to place them so they hit people in a room. There are things to figure out, but they're pay to make yourself more versatile. Mm -hmm. uh, and that has tremendous value. We end up with an option we didn't have before that allows us to win games, that allows us to win firefights that allows us to push objectives without losing teammates who we're going to need to finish out the game. Yeah, and that versatility can take a lot of different shapes. And one of the, the examples that really stands out for me is a, a game we played. It was a capture the flag game at uh, at Frontline. And the way that the, the, the field is set up is that the flag is on top of this brim. And basically the brim is probably, I'm gonna say like, you know, like a meter tall, maybe like a couple of feet or whatever. So you can be you can be prone or crouched on either side of that and be completely covered. The enemy cannot hit you. And in order to get the flag, you actually need to go up that brim and then hoist the flag for whatever color. And what that means in practice is that whoever is on the other side of that needs to expose themselves in order to capture the flag. And if there's somebody immediately on the other side of the brim, they're going to see your your head and your hand coming up to reach for that flag. And it's very, very easy for them to shoot you. And usually when we're playing capture the flag on that field, the team start points are pretty much equidistant. So... It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So generally speaking, the way that those games end is you have both teams sort of at the brim trying to get that advantage so that they can safely raise the flag on their side. And I remember one game in particular where I was right next to the flag and I had an opportunity to go and tuck it up, but I knew for a fact there was somebody there. And so what I was able to do, because I had one on me, is to use my grenade, very gently throw it over the brim. It went off. The player was hit and I was able to raise the flag and I think maybe we won that game or maybe, you know, something else happened. But bottom line is, if I had not had a grenade and I had tried to raise the flag, I 100% would have been shot by that player who was on the other side. But because I had the grenade, I was able to clear them out and make my move that was able to, you know, advance us in that game. Um, I mean, likewise, you know, playing up at the Redcliffe field that we've talked about before, uh, there's an octagonal building up there with lots of windows, but it's also got lots of hard cover, right? It's a, it's a concrete structure. It's very defensible, especially in sort of the late summer, early autumn when there are lots of alders up around it and it's just very good cover. Uh, and I really remember, you know, when we got the, uh, the timer grenades, you know, just doing lots of low crawls through that bush taking my time, trying not to get noticed, and then tossing a uh, timer grenade in the window and winning the game because of it. Just, you know, because this was back in the day and we only had, you know, like four or five people aside. So you toss the grenade in the right window, you got three of them, you were great. And we've played lots and lots of games where the objective is to take the um, ammo crate or the bomb or whatever and bring it into a room, into like the uh, the bottom of the two-story, one of the two-story structures on the frontline field that the other team is actively defending. Well, if they're actively defending it, they're going to be in that room. And generally speaking, it's going to be more than one player that have their guns drawn and pointed towards the door waiting for you to come through. And Without a grenade, it is not possible for you to win that scenario. Even with a grenade, it's pretty tough because you have like five guys that are packed into that room. Some of them are going to get hit by BBs. Most of them maybe, but a few might, might not, I'm sorry. Uh, and consequently, you throw the grenade, three guys walk out, and then you, you know, pop into the doorway and you still get shot because there's two guys left in there, right? And by the time you've dragged your box across, you know, 80 feet of field through, you know, urban environment with those people shooting at you, you probably only have three or four guys on your team left, which is just not enough to push through that funnel yeah 
there's no substitute in those situations for a good grenade toss, right? There Absolutely. really isn't. I mean, if you've got three or four guys left and they have six guys in that building and you have three or four grenades, that is muy bueno. <laughs> now, we talked a lot in this episode so far about the Airsoft Innovation Tornado Grenade. I've mentioned before, there are other brands of grenades that are available out there. I think there's a Hex brand grenade or something like that. Uh, there's another one that's made in Europe. We don't have any experience with those grenades. We only have experience with the Airsoft Innovations Tornado Grenades in particular. In addition to that, Airsoft Innovations has advanced their line since then as well, and they make, they've they made the Cyclone Grenade, and now they're making the Tornado 2 Grenades. Again, we don't have a whole lot of experience with those products either, but fundamentally, whatever grenade you choose, whether it's one a brand new one like the Tornado 2, whether it's a Hex Grenade, or whether you buy an old model Tornado from you know another player who is not using it anymore, they are an essential piece of kit. And if we haven't convinced you so far in this conversation, I'm going to tell you another story of grenade use, which really goes to show the versatility. The bottom line with a grenade is that not only is it a useful tool to clear out players, but it's also, much like everything else that we do in Airsoft, there's a mental game associated with it. Imagine that you're playing against a team that you know have, have airsoft grenades, and you're behind a piece of cover, and you see this thing fly over your piece of cover and land right next to you, and you look at it and you immediately recognize it's a grenade. What is your first instinct going to be? Get the hell out of there. <laughs> totally. Now, some players will say, oh, jump on the grenade. Okay, fair enough, Rambo. That's cool. But most players will run from the grenade, or some of the really gutsy ones will try and pick it up and throw it back, right? Either way, whatever you were just doing, you are not doing that anymore. So let's flip that scenario around. There's people behind cover and you have a grenade on you and you're going to try and throw it. Well, one thing you certainly can do with a grenade is throw it without pulling the pin. Generally speaking, what will happen when you throw a grenade is that people will run away from it. And I have done this many times where I've thrown my grenade without pulling the pin had the player run out of cover, and when they run, I shot them. I then moved to their piece of cover, picked up my grenade, and put it back in my kit for later use. The extent to which this was one of Phil's favorite tricks while we were carrying uh, the tornado timers was ridiculous. I legitimately got to the point where if I was playing opposite Phil and he tossed his grenade at me, I would look at it to see if the pin was still in it. And he managed to like mix it up enough that sometimes that got me because I was not moving away like I should have been. Um, but there have definitely been games where I was like, I'm just taking this. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and it's totally a gamble because sometimes players will recognize that, you know, there's a pin in it and that it's not live and therefore they pick it up and maybe they throw it back at you. But in my experience and in the vast majority of cases, the worst case scenario I experienced was that the person would run away and I wouldn't hit them when they ran. The best case scenario is they run and you hit them when, when they run. Either way, you've achieved good effect with that grenade without necessarily expending it. But more importantly, it would not have been possible for you to do that had you not had the grenade on you. And my comment to sort of the drawback to that approach notwithstanding, you know, after the first like six or seven or eight or nine or ten, I'm slow, times I did start looking at it. But, you know, we've played against one another a great deal in the time we've been playing. And most players who might not use a grenade or have, might not have the same ones that you do, they, don't they might not even know what to look for when you throw the grenade. They might not know what it looks like when it's armed versus when it's not armed, right? Absolutely. And I mean, if you used one of the kinds I haven't seen on me, I, I'm getting out of there because I don't know if it's armed. Grenades are just a tremendous tool to have on the field. 
as we've said multiple times, there is no substitute. You can't throw a rock and have a player run away from it because it's not a grenade. It's not going to, I mean, you could throw a rock at someone and have them run away from it, but like <laughs> you can't throw it as a grenade and just get the other guy to pretend that it's a grenade. That, that That's not how we play airsoft. So we, we do not endorse throwing rocks at your opponents no. in an effort to get rid of them. <laughs> no, definitely not. So there is no substitute, whether you're going to be trying to clear rooms, whether you're trying to clear enemies out of cover, whether you're trying to deke your enemies out into running away so that you can then shoot them. Whatever the case is, there is no substitute. And there are few things as satisfying in Airsoft as tossing a grenade into a small room and hearing three or four people call themselves out. Absolutely. That really can't be overstated. You know, it's a really great feeling when you in one single movement can take multiple people out. That's a really great feeling because those are four people now who aren't shooting at you or your teammates. Yeah. And, you know, contrary to sort of the cinema thing, you know, you can't really like stick a carrot in a tech nine and toss it in a window in airsoft that it won't work out for you. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And we've also talked so far about how they're cheap. They're not very expensive to buy and they're almost negligibly expensive to maintain and use over and over and over. So the next question is, how many grenades should you have? And uh, this is an important question, uh, if you're crazy like I am. I've only ever carried two. Uh, that was That's sort of my upper limit. But when we started playing Airsoft, we had a guy here who ran a 203. Uh, and he was a little dude. He wasn't in super good shape, right? Uh, and so he was carrying, you know, an M4 full length with a 203 on it, which was quite heavy for him, and 10 203 grenades. And it made him combat ineffective just because he could not manage the weight of those grenades and the weight of his rifle and his mags. Yeah, and I mean, although the 203 grenades don't have the same effect as a, an impact tornado or whatever. Absolutely, they're vastly less effective in my opinion. But the, but the point still stands. There is an upper limit to how much, and we've talked about this in previous episodes too, there's an upper limit to how much you realistically should carry. So, I mean, Pat just said he's only ever carried two. In my case, I've only ever carried one. When you think about the vast majority of games that we play, on the fields that we play, they're pretty short, right? The number of times that we have full days worth of games with no break, right, that you can't actually go to the save zone and reload your grenade, is pretty low. And honestly, even in, you know, a longer Milsim game, you know, I've gotten multiple uses out of my single grenade. You know, you have time between firefights to clean it up and reload it. Mm-hmm. And it's not complicated to clean up and reload. They're very simple uh, to work with, which is frankly part of why they're so effective, I think. But, you know, as much fun as it would be, uh, and now I'm thinking about this, I kind of want to do it at some point, uh, you know, to carry like a bandolier of six or seven of them, it's going to get in your way. You really only need one or two per guy, especially if you're operating with a fire team of dudes. And I think for me, I've I've had lots of scenarios where I had zero grenades and I wish that I had one. But there are very, very few scenarios where I had one grenade and wish that I had two. Right? Maybe once a game, I might have a recourse to deploy a grenade. It's very, very seldom that I use my grenade and I go, oh God, I should have saved it because that, you know, that was useless, right? And I mean, we've talked before about the fact that, you know, Phil likes to shoot a lot and likes to bomb mags from his teammates. uh, And that I swear part of the reason I'm on the team is just to be his mag caddy. That's like 75% Um, of the reason. Right. But uh, in six years or in 10 years, I think he's only bombed my grenade twice. Yeah, it's a very, you know, you might not use your grenade every game. Right, especially if you play, you know, I think about some of the game modes that we do when we're just doing like a like an attack defend on like a structure that doesn't actually have an inside. Like I think about like the big fort that they have at front line and stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. we're not 
probably not going to be end up using a grenade in those situations. I mean, it might happen, but more often than not, if we're attacking, you know, uh, the village that has structures in it, we'll definitely be using a grenade then uh, in situations where there's going to be cover that we need to throw stuff over. Like if we think about the D-Day attack, we're, you know, almost certainly going to use a grenade then. Absolutely. But you're probably not going to have recourse to use it multiple times. And if you do, it's probably because things aren't going your way and, uh, you know, two grenades are probably not really going to save you. And the situations where they will is, are pretty limited. Um, you know, it is worth noting, um, you know, we have a sort of King of the Hill kind of game type that we play a lot um, on the Redcliffe field where we absolutely never use our grenades because there's a uh, a marked off, like taped off hole that drops 20 feet. And if your grenade goes down there, you're waving goodbye to it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's gross and filthy down there anyway. Yeah, exactly. So our recommendation is absolutely use an airsoft grenade. If you don't have one, we, we recommend the Airsoft Innovations line of products, either used or new. Especially because they're Canadian and we're Canadian, so, you know, shop local, boys. Yeah, for sure. You should have at least one. If you want more, you can have two. Obviously, if you're if you're the kind of person who wants to buy, like, five or six, then, you know, like I always say, fill your boots. But for the average Airsoft player, one to two grenades is more than sufficient for what you're going to be doing. And if you're going to do two... Because uh, I do miss having this versatility in my kit, and it is a thing I'm seriously considering revisiting. Uh, one impact and one timer is definitely the way to go. So you've got these grenades uh, because we've convinced you that they're a great tool to have. But then the next piece is, well, how are you going to carry them on the field? So in particular, the Airsoft Innovations products were meant to be able to fit in standard double M4 mag pouches. You know, when uh, when Carl um, was designing the product, he spent some time talking to the Airsoft Canada community, asking like, what do you want to see in this grenade? And one of the things was like, well, we want it to be able to fit in standard pouches. So your grenades can certainly fit in standard pouches. However... We don't like the idea of fumbling with a pouch like with a Velcro and so on and so forth. And so what you can find is custom-made Kydex clips. So these are clips that are made of Kydex where it actually retains your grenade with friction. So you put it in and it clips into place and your grenade just sort of sits there. And so I have one of those and you can have multiples, but they could just live right on your belt. And when you want the grenade, you just grab it and pull it out of the Kydex and it comes right out and you can deploy it. And when you pick it up later on in the field, you can just go and clip it right back in. And I mean, as retention tools that we use on our kit go, they're extremely cheap. Um, I think they're $20-ish. So honestly, they're actually maybe only $2 more expensive than the double M4 mag pouch mm -hmm. for something that is a lot cleaner, a lot quicker to access. Absolutely. And I've never had my grenade fall out of one, I don't think. And I mean, I do a lot of, you know, bushwhacking, grinding my way through uh, sort of dense trees and stuff. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever had to go look for the grenade because of it fell out of my codex. Yeah, it might have happened to me once, but the bottom line is the ease of deploying them is just absolutely well worth it. There's a lot of different form factors that exist out there. Most of them are molly, which is, means that you don't necessarily have to put them on the belt like we have on ours. You can put them on like your, your, if you have a backpack, for example. Obviously, you're not going to be able to use them, but your teammates can. So if you're always going to be the point person going into a door, then your teammate can grab a grenade off your pack and then throw it in, into the room, just like you see like real SWAT teams and like military units do. But fundamentally, we like having access to our own kit at all times whenever possible. So a recommendation would be to just keep it on your belt or keep it on like the side of your carrier or something like that. Yeah, you really do probably want to have it somewhere that's easily accessible for you just because it's there because it's your piece of kit and it's your tool to clear stuff out. If you're playing a lot in sort of like an outdoor field, you know, you play mostly sort of in the woods, 
go for a timer grenade. They're going to be more broadly useful there. Uh, and maybe you don't need the Kydex as much. I'm still super pro it, but maybe. If you play CQB Airsoft a lot, you play indoor Airsoft a lot, and you for some reason have not gone and grabbed a grenade, go do it. Get a Kydex uh, retention tool for your grenade because you really want to be able to access it super quickly and super reliably. Put it on your belts. So you always know exactly where it is. One of the reasons we run them on our belts is that the belt is the part of our kit that shifts around absolutely the least. It is always where I want it to be. And like we always say, you know, you need to practice, right? Once you get that grenade, I'm famous for being really crappy at throwing grenades, right? It's not something that you're accustomed to doing, but take some time and practice. Practice drawing the grenade from your kit, practice drawing the pin out, throwing it, like all these kinds of things. You can dry fire that, stuff that you can practice just around your house, like in your yard or what have you, to get accustomed to what it's going to be like when you use it. So the first time you go to deploy a grenade, it's not like your worst throw ever. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Practice with these things. Practice with them all the time. You know, get used to throwing them. The Cyclones, the Tornadoes do not throw like a softball, right? They're actually around the same weight, but they don't have the same aerodynamics. They don't have the same balance. Uh, It takes practice to be able to get them where you want to get them. And especially if you're using a timed grenade and you're trying to figure out getting it over cover so that it airbursts correctly, you really need to practice it. And honestly, if you're anything like our teammates, uh, you will enjoy just like setting up two pieces of cover about 20 feet from one another and tossing grenades at one another for an hour. Uh, It's just fun. They are a game changer tactically, but they're also a huge giggle. Like, if no one in your play environment has access to your grenades and you show up with one of these tornadoes, I guarantee you, you are going to spend 20 minutes just detonating it periodically for fun. I am sure that we have detonated these things every single time we've played since we've gotten them. Because if we hit the end of the day and we have a tornado grenade that's still loaded, we just toss it at someone. (laughs) Absolutely, because they're super fun, right? I mean, I think, aside from all the other things we talked about in terms of use and blah, 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 they are super fun to use. They have a distinct sound. Uh, When they go off, I mean, they're super safe. They don't really hurt. It's just really fun to use them. They're They're a really good laugh. In addition to the fact that they're really useful, they're very rugged, and so on. So it's definitely something that if you haven't considered yet, let this be your encouragement to do that. And I do want to take a second to stress how safe the tornadoes specifically are. Uh, you know, I've had friends of mine knock them off, knock an impact off of my helmet to detonate it off mm-hmm. of my, you know, plate carrier. I've had them literally go off, you know, six inches from my face, and it hurts less than my pistol. Yeah, I've uh, in particular, I remember I used the tornado timer one and I had set the timer incorrectly. And as soon as I pulled the pin, it went off and I was holding it by my face to throw it. And I got a shock, but I was not hurt in any way, shape or form. None of those BBs broke my skin or anything like that. I didn't have a welt. They were they're a super safe product. So yeah. you, you should feel comfortable in <laughs> learning manual. how to use them. Yeah, read the manual for sure. though. <laughs> When we talk about the investment as well with the grenades, it's worth noting that if you take care of that grenade, it will last you a very long time. In particular, the Tornado 1 that I bought originally back in like 2008, I still have that grenade. It might not work really well in its current condition. I might need to lube it and do a bit of maintenance and stuff, but it is still fully functional. Uh, The Impact Grenade, which I use almost every single game for the last six years, I have been lubing it every two or three deployments. I've been making sure that the gas that I use has a little bit of silicone oil in it to, to help lube the, you know, the chamber. I've been checking it for debris. I've been making sure that the shell is in good condition, even though I'm throwing it against concrete and so on. 
I have deployed that thing hundreds and hundreds of times and it's still serving me. If I think about how much I paid in terms of dollars versus the number of times I've deployed it, we're talking about cents. So taking care and maintaining your grenade is just as important as taking care and maintaining any of your other pieces of kit. And it will make sure that you can keep using them for the longest time possible. Like I said, I sold my uh, my timer on a few years ago, but I sold it on to someone else in the community and he still has it and uses it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and it's, it's a Mark I. It's from the year they came out. So it's 10 years old and it just keeps working. Yeah. yeah it keeps blowing me up. <laughs> So if you do decide to go out and buy a grenade, take some time to understand how the maintenance on them works to make sure that every time you throw it, it's going to deploy the way that you want it to. Most of the time when a grenade doesn't deploy, it's as a result of poor maintenance. Either the valve didn't open because it wasn't properly lubed. In the case of the tornado, the impacts in particular, there's a little shuttle inside. If that's not lubed properly, it might get stuck and it won't move to the fire mode. All this kind of stuff. But if you maintain it correctly, the grenade will go off just the way it's supposed to. Yeah, it's uh, anytime it hasn't worked right for us, it's either been sort of like lazy maintenance or um, in the case of the timers, a little bit of operator error early on when we didn't quite know what we were doing. For sure. Uh, but they're super easy to maintain. And, you know, if you're sensible, when you come home from a game, you do maintenance on your kit. You make sure, you know, your AEG has been fired in semi so that it's not uh, pre-cocked. You make sure your battery's out. You clean up your gas pistol. You lube up your grenade. It just, it adds another 30 seconds. For sure. So hopefully after hearing all of this, we've convinced you to go out and buy uh, an airsoft grenade for yourself. That being said, it's possible that you haven't been convinced, in which case we would highly encourage you to tune in next week where we're going to be talking to Carl Chung, the founder and the brains behind Airsoft Innovations. Carl is the guy who came up with the propane adapters for Airsoft back before we even started playing. He's the guy who invented the Tornado Grenade, and he's been the brains of all the Airsoft Innovation product ever since, including the Cyclones, the 40 Mics, uh, the Tornado 2, and he's also going to talk to us about some of the stuff that he's envisioning in the future, but also some of the products that he tried that really didn't hit the mark in a variety of different ways. So we highly encourage you to tune in for that. If you're into the science and the mechanics of how these products work in particular, Carl has a lot of knowledge. So we can't wait to have you join us for that conversation so you can hear from the man himself about how these products were designed and created. It is super cool. We had so much fun interviewing him. So until then, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Have a good week.